Hey, Printavo Printhouses, welcome back to the Printhouses podcast. I'm your host, Bruce from Printavo, Mr. Stephen Fair. I got a Campus Inc., Champizzle, Illinois. <laughs> Please All don't right. call it that. <laughs> we got Trisha Shortino, CEO of Belay Solutions, with um, Mr. Colbrew out of here. Hey, uh, this episode is actually really cool. And let me, I'm going to say why, and then I'm curious on your opinion why. Uh, and by the way, we're recording this after, so this is why we could talk about this a little bit. But basically, there was such a a, a weird feeling of, nah, I don't need an assistant. I'll just do it. I mean, I, I think a lot of us get to where we are because we'll just do it. We'll just we like, you know, just a bull. Just keep pushing forward. Just keep making forward progress. But there is a point of doing that, but also being smarter about your time. And, and I think that really comes on when you start to hire people and hire to hire a team. And maybe it's like five people plus is when this really kicks in of what is the most important thing you should be doing. And that constantly changes. And Trisha helps walk through how to be able to identify that, how to offload that, how to train an assistant. Um, and we actually go on a little bit of a riff and Stephen, you, you talk a lot about how, uh, uh, who should you, or like the different things that you guys yeah, I, I think it's super cool. Trisha started as a VA and through her experience as a VA became the CEO of Belay. So um, this is something we're obviously super passionate about. We talk a lot about VAs have, have liberated so and helped our business. Maybe one of the most um, undervalued things. And and speaking of VAs, uh, we got to talk about our sponsors. So Bruce, let's start with GraphX. GraphX is essentially our virtual art assistants. Um, art, seps, embroidery, mock-up, digitizing, um, 1-900-HOTSTUFF.COM. We appreciate GraphX for being an amazing sponsor to the podcast. They plug and play with Printavo and other shop management software. Hit them up. Hit up GraphXSource.com for your art staffing needs and mention the Printavo podcast for 50% off your first vector, sep, or embroidery order. Do you like that transition? I know. All right, Bruce, easy way. You shouldn't be spending all day cleaning dirty screens. Easy Ways line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster and more efficiently with a cost. uh, Oops. Jingle. Get the ukulele out. More efficiently will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. They always sent me that and uh, I knew it was going to be hard to read. Thank you, Easy Way. They're awesome. Steven, favorite chemicals? Go ahead. 842-701. Thank you. Alex, <laughs> Alan, we appreciate you. Bruce, you have you awesome. heard of Multicraft underscore daddy? No. With over 460 followers on Instagram, if you need ink supplies or a daddy, follow Multicraft underscore daddy for screen printing and digital supplies. For over 50 years, they've been providing you with top brands at competitive prices. Mention the Printavo podcast and receive an extra 10% off your first order. Thanks, Multicraft. That's where we get all of our stuff from. Um, and uh, we love them. Mention it, Supercolor, the world's best heat transfers made by screen printers for screen printers. They understand firsthand the pressures and expectations of running a screen printing business. Rum, one of the founders or co-founders, uh, uh, had a screen printing business, so he gets it, and that's where Supercolor actually came from. Um, mention Printavo 15 and get 15% off your first order. Um I will say that Supercolor is used by so many different shops and I've been growing a ton. We got a tour of their facility. They're doing some incredible technology with all that heat transfer DTF stuff. And it's really, really cool. So supercolor.com. Thanks, Supercolor. We use them all the time in our shop. We appreciate you. We do appreciate you. Let's get to the show. 
Here we go. So Trisha is CEO of Belay Solutions. Um, and first of all, thank you for joining us. I, I know you're super busy and we appreciate it. Um, so a little bit of backstory. This podcast is to help the apparel and decoration industry. This could be screen printing. This could be people that broker. This could be um, people that work from the house, from big facilities, small, everything in between. And the big thing, though, that I want to dive into, but I want to talk about you first, but after we get there is um, best cases for virtual assistants. Because the number one question around that is, I've heard about VAs, but like, how do I use it? And like, are they like, you know, in, you know, overseas or, or what's it? And there's like this weird stigma. And I didn't fully understand this before using you guys as well. So anyway, that's a lot. But okay, before we get into all that, you actually have a really awesome background. And and if I go through your, your LinkedIn, you know, you... Bruce is not a stalker, we were, promise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A link to stalker, away, though. No I, don't, I don't go. I don't go too deep. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the internet. It's crazy, but um, you, you know, district manager at PacSign, looked like there for quite a while, so rose up the ranks there. Switched into more of an executive assistant role, and then over the next mm-hmm. ten years, are now CEO of uh, you know, it says 800 plus team members at Belay. I'll say team members because I'm assuming you know some are part, some are full time, but still, that is huge. And that's actually old numbers. So today, oh. All right, give us today the we're almost, yeah, we're like 1,900 team members right now. So that's that's about 150 team members and about 1,800 contractors, VAs out there. Wow. We use Belay. Bruce uses Belay as well. Um, we're, we're Thank you guys. fans. And yeah, what's sure. really interesting is, is Trisha in, in our industry, um, most of the businesses that, you know, we run a family print shop, um, myself, you know, Printavo has been a tool that helps manage, you know, print shops anywhere from $0 to 10, $15 million in business. And if I go into our forums right now and screen print groups, whether it's the Printavo user group, screen print pros, and I search the word VA, it comes up so many times. Mm-hmm. I just looked it up in, in one of them and it came up like over a dozen times in the last year of people saying, VAs, how do I use VAs? Where do I find them? How do I, what do, and I think, um, you know, the, the gig economy is what I like to call it has launched, um, the leverage and, 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 and it's allowed businesses to be elastic using virtual assistants. How you got started as a VA or sort of in, in that yeah. world as an, as an EA. Tell us about your journey because it didn't just happen overnight. And I think that's super, super interesting. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, to your point, Bruce, I started in retail, worked at PacSun for many years, and then I had a family. And so retail and family for me didn't go together. So we hmm. all know what retail is, you know, crazy hours and nights and overnight floor sets and a lot of travel. Um, so I decided I was going to stay home. And the best way to stay home and be present for me at the time was I stumbled upon this opportunity to be a VA. And I'm like, okay, I can assist a leader and I can be home while I do it and do it remotely so that I can be here for my little kids and also do work that I enjoy and help a leader. Um, and so I found that very fascinating. I had never been an assistant before, um, but I 
I really stumbled upon it by accident. And how, um, how did you do that, Trisha? Like, what did you, was it a forum? Was it Facebook? Like, tell us I about s- this. Yeah. I mean, I started at a, I started at a, I went to a temp agency. So I, I left this retail career where I was a district manager, you know, working ridiculous hours and traveling. And I didn't know what I was going to do. So I, I went to a temp agency and said, I just want to do something part-time so I could be a mom. And they found me this three-month gig to be an assistant for somebody. Um, and I said, okay, three months, I'll be a part-time assistant and I'll go do this thing. I have no idea what I'm doing. But um, I picked it up. And, and that person who I was an assistant for is the founder of Belay, Brian Hines. Oh. And so it, pre-Belay, pre the organization, he was working at a different company. So I supported him as, as his assistant for three months because his was on maternity leave. And after those three months is when, you know, he, he kind of called me and said, I don't want the relationship to end. I feel like actually there's something here that's a business. Like how you were able to come in and part-time help me um, was awesome. And that was, that was what spurred the founding of Belay in that relationship. Wow. So then, That's so then cool. from there, Belay was started where the idea was we could do how he and I were working together. We could do that for so many other people because people don't know that there, this is an option that you could have a virtual assistant that helps you as a leader and it could be remote. And we weren't in the same office. He's in Atlanta and I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and it was great. And so that was really how it all got started. Trisha, if I might ask, because I get this question a lot from shop owners, what kind of tasks were you doing in those three months? Like, was it personal? Was it perfect? Like, tell us about that. Cause it's, it's, I'll, I'll be honest, like the first time I had a VA, it was weird. It was not easy. What yeah. were some of the things that you were doing uh, with them? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's, it's all so unique depending on what your role is. But mm-hmm. as an early, as an entrepreneur or a, a small business or the first time you're looking to bring somebody in, I mean, some of the things that are easy right off the bat, um, and we see most of is first of all, just calendar management and organization, helping you schedule meetings, helping you schedule podcasts, um, getting the right information to the people you are meeting. Um, that stuff is easy. That does include personal stuff. So out of the gate for my leader, when I was the first virtual assistant, I was scheduling appointments to have his car brought in for an oil change, scheduling his dentist appointments. (laughs) I was, you know, is is that weird? Is that weird? Bruce, is that weird for you? Steven thought it was weird, Trisha. It's it's hard for me. So no. this, is, this is super okay. interesting. Sorry, we're, I have to talk about this. All right, yeah, we're gonna go off tangent because, and then we'll go back because I want to make sure to finish that. But but um, when we first got started, uh, I was like telling Steven, I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, I I think assistant no brainer. We're getting started with this company called Belay. You should give it a try. And he's like, what do you have them do? And I kind of listed out some stuff. And I was like, and also I just want personally things to be able to be able to help because I listened to a podcast with, I think it was your founder, uh, maybe on something. Anyway, it was something with Belay and Mm -hmm. it was like, here are 10, 11 things. Oh, Justin Lawrence from Oklahoma Shore Company sent it. He said, here's 10, 11 things, something that, you know, you could have a virtual assistant help you with. And, uh, you know, it was work related, work related, travel, email, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like personal stuff. And it was things like that. 
And I was kind of mind blown by that. And then until I started utilizing it and then I told Steven and I mean, well, I guess you could say you felt like weird to ask them to help you with that. Yeah. Am I, I, saying that I've, right? It was weird because like I'm a younger person, you know, have just turned 30 and yet like, I'm like, I need help with personal travel. I need help with making sure my mortgage is paid. I need help with making sure I remember important dates. You know, like, uh, you know, I book flights in the same direction and hotels for the wrong year. Uh, you know, I mess up personal travel. Um, you know, I, there's a lot. You know, I'm trying to plan a wedding and a honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. And it just felt weird. Um, and I was like, is it weird to ask someone to help me for this stuff? Like, shouldn't no. I, shouldn't I be, sh- shouldn't like, shouldn't I be able to handle the shit on my own? <laughs> you know, uh, like what? But I think I that, know. I think that, I think the story is those are also things that relieve you. So you can be more productive at work. Like, so if I don't have to worry about dinner reservations from my husband and I on Saturday, then on Thursday, I, I can focus on what I'm doing at work because somebody else made the dinner reservation for me. Or, you know, or airplane travel or whatever that is. Or um, at the end of the day, it's about giving you peace of mind that things are taken care of, whatever those things are, personal work, so that you could be focused and productive at your job or as a person, as a human, really. I mean, ideally. So I always did both work and personal tasks for my leader. Um, And I've been a virtual assistant for other people as well. And it was very similar where it was personal and work related. And now today I have an assistant and she does both for me for sure. I mean, she helps schedule my nail appointments, my hair appointments, my car to go in for an oil change. Like she's doing all of those things so that I'm, I have peace of mind and I can get what I need to get done in my 40 hours focus uh, focused. Yeah, I, I want to riff on all of this. Can can you share though the going from you know this EA role and then you, your progression career wise? And then I'll, I'm going to put a pin in this one because because uh, there's like so much. And I'm I'm writing all the notes <laughs> down to make sure. <laughs> this is great. People are going yeah. to love this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, VA to CEO. So um, yeah, I I became a VA because I wanted to do something fractionally part time at home and be present. Um, as as the business started to flourish very quickly, and word got out that this was a staffing opportunity for people, um, and things started growing inside Belay, there was just a lot of opportunity for me to do more. And so I, you know, transparently believe in relieving my leader, that virtual assistant mindset. So that meant putting myself into things that were more than just administrative. And so I would volunteer or contribute to sales and marketing efforts because, you know, in the early days when you're small startup and you're all of four people, I mean, you're, you're wearing multiple hats. And so I just started taking on multiple hats in the beginning and, and seeking opportunity to do more like, Hey, I see this thing is burdening you. Let me help you. Mm. Let me help you with that. Hey, you know, for marketing, I think, wouldn't it be a great idea if we had Facebook ads, you know? So I would just start adding value. Um, and that turned into promotion, well, hey, you know, like you've, you've given me a lot of great suggestions and you've had great ideas and you've supported me with the sales and marketing. You know, maybe 
would you, would you want to be the sales and marketing manager? You know, so it was, it's kind of those things that happened progressively along my career is that I was always seeking opportunity to add more value and to learn more and take on more responsibility over time. And so it just was a really gradual progression from, you know, being a VA and then I was a, a, a manager and then I was a director and then I was a VP and then I was the president, then I was COO and then CEO uh, because I just had this insatiable desire to be constantly learning and taking a more responsibility with the ultimate goal to really just relieve the owner, my boss at the end of it. Um, and in the meantime, I was loving everything and just absorbing everything like a sponge and always looking for the next, the next place I could add value. That's, I think that's super Okay, so if you're going to write a book, if you haven't already, it's VA to CEO, number one, <laughs> relieving the leader, uh, relieving the leader, uh, and and like I think what's crazy is you're like I'm here to relieve this leader until you just became one along the way. But I think what's most interesting is your VA is is in a very vulnerable spot um, because they see the insides of like your inner workings. They see your inbox. They see your complaints. They see you get feisty. They see like, I, you know, there, there's like my inbox is flooded with crap all the time. Investor meetings, really mm -hmm. confidential information. And where better to learn how to run the business than literally next to the owner or the CEO of the company. And I, I think that's truly that's pretty I mean, cool. It's a, it's a great place to sit yourself if you have desires to advance inside the organization because my assistant, you know, I'm on my, my fourth assistant and every single one has got promoted under me hmm. because they literally have access and visibility to everything. And they sit in a lot of meetings with me for the, for the sake of taking notes and recording action items and then following up on those action items. But they, they have visibility and access to everything everything. So who better else to invest in as a leader than that person's opportunity to grow? And so I don't, uh, although it's, it's, it's hard to replace a VA every year or two because you get into a groove, but what a privilege to be able to help people grow their careers next to you. Yeah. How, how do you get over the trust factor? Like this is a stranger that you haven't met. They're not in your office with you. They're going to have access to everything. How was that? How, what, what advice do you give small business owners to like kind of let go and, and let someone else in? Because um, that, that's definitely, it's still a little weird for me. Yeah, um, that's a big one. You know, that's a, that's a big one. And we have, t we have team members here who still struggle. Um, for me, my advice is always, if we're not sugarcoating things around here, is, you know, just get over it. Um, you know, trust people first before they prove you wrong, not the other way around. And so I've always gone into it. And that's how I was always treated as a VA. I was given the keys to the castle, like on the first day, um, for the, for the leaders I got to support. And they said, here, here's my social security number. Here's my credit cards. Here's my login to everything. Here's, here's everything you are entrusted you know, to hold this with confidentiality and do the best work you can do for me. And I so appreciated that as a VA that I now um, give that gift to my assistant every day, first day on the job. It's like, here's literally access to everything because they want you to be able to serve me so well. And I don't want anything to be a roadblock. So I'm going to trust you. 
um, until you've proved me otherwise. And what I found out is that I've never been proven otherwise. I mean, nobody's stolen anything. Nobody's taken my identity. Nobody's messed anything up. So um, I think it's, you know, it's just being able to just seriously let it go <laughs> and give it over and have faith in people. The average person is not out to do you wrong. That is, I, you know, and at least for me, Okay, so if we if we go back to hiring our first virtual assistant, I would say that I had two emotions. Number one was I didn't feel that I needed one. It was I, I think it was more so other people were saying, Yeah, you I don't think you should be spending time like figuring out what wireless or wired mouse to order for a new hire for like <laughs> 10 minutes, you know, on, on Amazon and then jumping to this one off task and that one off task and that one off task. And then honestly, you know, my wife would be like, Hey, like, do, did you plan dinner for this week or whatever? It's like, Oh shit. You know? Okay. So th there was one aspect of, I could just do it. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I could do it. I mean, it's like, cause these are smaller things too, that are easy mm -hmm. booking a flight. Um, in both directions, one way is an easy task, <laughs> but, um, but like, it's all these like minute distractions that add up to be a lot during the day. And it, and it, and it, it really contributes to this, to this whole list of, uh, my, like my task list just never actually getting completed. So that was like the first thing of actually realizing. It. And then the second one was how to truly train for one. And the, the first VA actually created this really cool Excel or like Google sheet that basically had all the data. It was like, like you talk about the keys, that was the key. And so I can pass mm -hmm. this on. So, you know, she moved on, um, to a cool new job. We had a different one. And I, I was like, here, here's just the data dump of all the stuff. Logins. Uh, we set up on one password.com to share logins yeah. securely. Um, you know, freaking flyer this preferred uh, vet clinic that like uh, just all this stuff. So I don't know. I guess I'm just ranting here because th those are my problems. But like, how, how do you yeah. think the, the first thing people come across of not or, or of like that truly letting go and I guess this goes off what you're saying, Stephen, of uh, realizing it's okay to have an assistant as an owner. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's those are probably the two biggest things we actually see everywhere. It's number one, people recognizing the fact that they should or could have one, period. You know, anyone, any assistant that they're worthy, it's valuable, it's it's the right decision to make. Um, so, and, and there's, I've even heard there be, you know, some people who just have a stigma around, is it, you know, overly bougie that I should say I have an assistant, right? Like there's this like, oh, pardon, pardon me, I have an assistant. And, you know, so we have a lot of that. I don't know what the message that it sends, you know, that I have an assistant and I should have one. And maybe that's what you feel, Stephen, because you, you yeah, did say no, earlier, when, like, I'm young. I'm, so you, is it silly that you have I'm, one? When I'm definitely like, we're talking to a lot of investors right now and raising capital funds. And I'm like, I don't, don't want to come across as this like pompous brat that has an assistant. <laughs> like I'll, I'll schedule that one for, you know, that, that guy. Um, <laughs> no, to totally, totally. A hundred percent of this is real. And I think 
a lot of business owners go through these these mental hurdles and it's it's really fascinating to to hear it from you i guess um if if i might ask what's the like lifespan of a v like do vas you know you kind of said they either get promoted or like kind of move on how off how how long what's like a typical engagement look like or what do you see at belay like a va is usually with a company for a year eight months what do you see yeah it's usually between that i mean it really varies it's usually between that one to two year mark is what we see on average 18 months or so where um you know a couple different things happen either the organization or the leader have grown to a capacity with which a part-time VA, they've outgrown part-time mm. and they need a full-time on-site or um, the capacity. Because what we offer is very, is fractional. Fractional, So yeah. sometimes we see us and organizations and leaders outgrow that opportunity. And then maybe that's converted to a full-time hire. Maybe it's more of an operations assistant. It's like an EA plus some. So we see a lot of that, which means, you know, the organization, the leader are thriving. And so that's a win. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, you know, small business, sometimes the business fails and it goes in the opposite direction. Um, and so the need goes away. So we see kind of both of those scenarios where, you know, depending on how the organization and the leader are doing, the opportunity grows or de- or goes away. Um, and so then there's a switch out. Um, those are probably the two reasons we see for the change in that. And then, and then there's always, there's always opportunities for the VA to, you know, go on and do other things, whatever that may look like. But, and I I think what's interesting at Belay, at least my experience is you have like an onboarding manager or Mm -hmm. like an account manager that actually coaches them and makes sure the transition is really smooth. And that, you know, those first couple calls, they felt a little awkward, but they were super necessary. That Google spreadsheet that you talk about, Bruce, of frequent flyers and stuff. Sometimes a lot of it is, is that the, the owner, the, the CEO of the company, it doesn't have their shit together (laughs) and they're trying to like, they're like, all the time, all the time. Okay. (laughs) This this happens all the time. Okay. Yep. Happens all the time. Um, you know, like, can we chat a little bit about, cause when, when we hear, so, so, uh, in our industry, we use VAs for both like admin, but then there's offshore VAs that do mm-hmm. artwork for us. And so we use an awesome company, a sponsor of our podcast called graphics, graphic source that does artwork for us. Um, and obviously that's offshore, mm-hmm. um, and the totally different function to be clear. Belay is, is totally like, like on us soil, kind of thing. It's not like call centers or anything like that. Can you kind of go into the two worlds of VA, like the ones that are stateside and maybe the ones that aren't? Yeah. I mean, we've, we kind of made the intentional decision that we were going to remain a U.S. based, um, organization for, for many reasons. First of all, we just want to, you know, contribute to, you know, creating great jobs for virtual assistants here in the U S um, and there are plenty out there who are looking for great work like this, like me, you know, the mom who wants to work from home and do great work and work part-time. So it's an awesome resource, you know, the, and so we've, we've stayed that way intentionally. Um, the off offshore option, God, I mean, there are some great offshore options. The difference between the two is the way we look at it is, is how how you want the relationship with your VA to be. And so, you know, there are the other companies out there that it's it's very much task and transactional. It's like, hey, I just need you to do these five things. Here's the task list. Can you get them done? It doesn't matter where they live. It doesn't have to be a relationship. 
Um, there doesn't have to be connection. You really are just outsourcing work to be done. And so we, we see a lot of leaders, like truly that's what they're looking for. And so the offshore options or the cheaper options or the very tasky transactional options are great. That work for that person. We are in the lane of a partner next to you as a leader helping you grow your organization and and sitting next to you. Kind of what we talked about just a few minutes ago about really just having someone right by your side who you connect with, who you're investing in, they're investing in you, and there's relationship capital there. Um, that's the difference is that we want the VA that we provide to be one that goes deeper than just checking a bunch of boxes for you, but they can look ahead, be proactive, offer, you know, opportunities where they could serve you better or more. Um, so that's like the two sides of the coin is really just what type of support are you looking for? Can I, um, can we do a quick, just like list off as many things we can think of and whatever everybody feels comfortable with, uh, be able to share, but Steven, if you could share, and then I'll do too, like what you want or have your assistant helping you with or, or your team with, because um, what we've done is also mm-hmm. sort of, she's also like an office manager in a way, or anybody can reach out to have book their stuff or, or manage things. But yeah, as many things as you can think of. I get to start. Yeah, go ahead. Just in- inbox inbox management. Um, we use front because that's the coolest email tool in the world. But yeah, inbox management is my number one um, support um, because my inbox just gets annihilated every day. Bruce, what's yours? (laughs) That's it. Oh, you want me to, you want me to like go off our inbox calendar, (laughs) calendar, scheduling meetings, um, being the defense and the buffer of who I want to meet with and who I want to put off, um, is probably, probably the biggest one travel, um, personal travel, personal travel and corporate travel. So like if we are all going to a trade show booking for the entire company, um, and then, uh, quite a bit of onboarding. So getting a new employee ready, building out their Google accounts, all their Slack, all their different accounts that they're going to need. <clears throat> and then probably like note taking. So being in on the meetings or the big team meetings, making sure notes are, are clean, tidy and organized and getting those out in an orderly fashion. Um, and, and then like kind of the personal task manager, like we use notion. And so making sure that, um, things are tight and neat and organized in there as well. Um, those are probably my big ones. Um, are there any there's, like there's def- shop specific stuff too? Or is, I mean, <clears throat> well, so, so, so right now, like my personal VA helps me with those things. We've had VAs, um, start in different parts of the business. So we had a VA just work on building online stores, e-commerce. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. opening them, closing them, offering support for our student sales reps and just being that, that, um, and then we had another VA, uh, and all of these have actually have, have come on like full time, um, that started in just like very basic bookkeeping, um, and, and working on different, different things as far as paying very simple bills, reporting, everything. What I found in VAs is like, there's a certain niche mm-hmm. and, and, and you can't have one VA try to do bookkeeping and manage your calendar and pay bills and do reporting. Like there's very specific like expertise that they have. Um, and so we've had that, um, Shopify management, uh, yeah, I mean, every, every side of the spectrum has always started VA first and then, and then usually trying to bring them on board. Um, and, and all of them for that matter have been stateside. 
Um, you know, uh, really the only offshore we're using is, is GraphX. Bruce, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. I, I have, um, so pretty similar, although obviously running a tech company is slightly different in some areas, but inbox. So I said that basically I want to check my email later in the day, but I only want to see the things that I need to see. So basically if there's a hundred emails in there, then, and I only need to see 20, then, you know, handle the rest. And some of that's actually interesting because it could be proactive. So it's like, if there's a bill in there that needs to be paid, okay. Um, they would ask, Hey, do you want me to pay this bill just in case? And I actually asked, Hey, slack me to make sure because we do get some spam of stuff that's fake bills. So don't just like auto pay things. And, uh, she was awesome about that. And then yeah, travel was a no brainer booked a hotel in the wrong year. So that, that was helpful. Um, uh, uh, personal travel and stuff, looking up stuff for vacation, like family vacation, things to do, um, and activities, um, new restaurants and things, personal, um, scheduling grooming or, or pet type things. Um, that was super helpful. Bear, has, bear is a very important part of the family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, for sure, like calendar things. Sometimes they don't want to send people a calendar link, especially if, you, you know, it's like I want it to be more touchy or like handholdy. So uh, <laughs> like that's helpful because, um, you know, some, like calendar is super helpful, but sometimes it feels a little flippant. It's like here, like put a time on it. It's like, no, no, I'm trying to get on their calendar. Um, uh, and then ordering stuff. I, I can't, it's crazy how many times you have to just order something on Amazon, especially, you know, being uh, in a place. If, if people working new hires starting, like you mentioned, it's like crazy amount of stuff, like ordering a laptop. I used to just be like, Oh, I'll just order it. And then, you know, you're poking around different websites or comparing prices. You're looking at the different specs and then there goes an hour. Um, uh, all the little like office things that they need. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think those are the biggest ones. Luke's yeah. going to have to make a mega blog about this. And I think yeah. Tr- Trisha, the reason we want to rant these off is simply because like shop owners are listening this to this. You don't before. realize all those things. Yeah. It's and a lot we, of little things. Like you were saying earlier, they all we, add up. Yeah. We, Bruce and I are super fans of like these guys on my first million or some other podcast that we like. And they just talk about like being liberated. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things about a VA is it is liberating when it starts to click and then you can actually do the things that provide joy and value. Um, and I think that that was a point you were making earlier that I can't stress enough. Sometimes I wake up and by three o'clock I've just been in my inbox all day and I'm like, did I do anything that I enjoyed today? Did I provide value? No, I just was an email ninja and I just skated through my day. And sometimes those days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's how an, an entrepreneur burns out really. Um, yeah. and, and, and there's this whole thing of like leveling up and leveling out, you know, and I think VAs are such a great stepping stone to, to doing that. Um, I guess like for, Oh wait, for did we bol- miss anything by the way that you, well, I want- <laughs> I was going to say a couple things. Oh, Trisha, it's your yes. turn. Yeah, sorry, I mean, sorry, 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 sorry. All Go those ahead. things you said, email, amen to the email management calendar, scheduling, travel, personal bookings, like all those things. 
Are these for the sure. low-hanging fruit? These aren't the Yeah, advanced. those are like the easy. Level. They all add up. They all add up. And then over time, you become, like to your point, you become a master. You figure out, oh, man, this is awesome. I should, can keep giving her more and more and more because I'm figuring out you know, how to leverage her and she's showing up every day and killing it. So what else? So I'm, I, I go through like a six month, every six months, I kind of sit down and I do, I do a study on my time. And I say, what am I spending my time on? What else could I not do that somebody else can do? Um, so I, I walk myself through like that delegation process, just, just did it recently um, for mid-year this summer. Um, but you know, I you add find things like, interesting? yeah, well, I always find, I always find out that I still spend too much time in my email. So <laughs> there's always that, but there are things that I hold on to because I like them, but they're not the best use of my time. And so I think hmm. that's a lot too. It's like sometimes, you know, uh, like spending some time in a spreadsheet or I like being in our CRM and I like looking, Fair. creating reports. I'm like, I love sitting around and doing a good report, but is that what I should be doing? I'm the CEO of a company. Should I be spending an hour doing this thing? No, I should probably spend it looking, you know, strategizing for the future or strategizing on new marketing efforts, or there's probably other things I should be doing with my time as the CEO of this company. But, um, I've now, you know, leveled up for my assistant to, she sits in all the meetings and takes all the notes, but now she's the one responsible for the follow-up on all those things. Cause that mm. was a monkey I felt like was always on my back is that, okay, we had this great meeting. We agreed these 10 things would get done and this leader's going to do that. And that person's going to do that. And that person's going to do that. But the follow-up of those things was weighing on me that I was like, oh gosh, oh my God, I forgot to check in with someone. So did they accomplish that thing? Um, but now she owns that. So the follow-up of the action items from things is now on my assistant, which has been a blessing because she is owning, going back through all the action items and notes and checking all the boxes and then just feeding that back up to me to say, Hey, I checked in with these people. All this is done, or this is in process or whatever, or, and then she's helping feed the agenda for the next meeting is that she will come to me on a Monday. We have leadership meetings every Wednesday. And say, hey, I went through all the notes. We still have some outstanding. These three things are outstanding. Should we add them to this Wednesday's agenda? And I'm like, yes, we should. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? So, uh, that is a next level. Yeah, I think we yeah, are. Next level two. I'm ready for that sooner than later. One. We're on level one right now. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're in first grade. It's like Billy Madison. Um, <laughs> I was on a call with someone and in the middle of it, their VA popped on the call and goes, um, your next call is waiting for you. And we're all like, wow, that was badass. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> like, I was like, that's cool. I want that. Um, but really, yeah, like I, I even hear Bruce on calls where we're like, you know, we have another meeting at 11, 12, 1230 today and I can't do my end action. And then stuff gets lost in translation, you know? And yes. so even having someone there, just behind your back, just always like, yep, you need to do this. It's no different in other industries, right? It's no it's different than a nurse yeah. to a surgeon. Um, mm -hmm. there, that, and, and there's a book that I love called The Checklist Manifesto. I don't know if you've ever read it, Trisha. Mm -hmm. no. um, Bruce, have you read it? You don't read books. Mm -hmm. um, you listen to them. <laughs> oh, uh, I totally just called you a uh, summary. But uh, yeah, yeah. But what's great about it is it talks about like airline pilots and it talks about operating rooms and it talks about how checklists and assistants and nurses mm -hmm. are really the success of 
those organizations like traffic control and and the stewardess and and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's no different than our industry um, in in small business, but there's no real playbook to how it should work until you're actually a surgeon and you're like, oh, I have nurses that do this and that's how it's supposed to go because I'll kill someone. Oh, and we're firm believers that um, every time we hire a new leader, they just get a virtualist. They get an assistant. They actually, it's not a decision that has to be made. Every time we hire a leader at Belay, when we put in the budget, like when we're planning, staffing planning, we say, okay, we're going to need a new manager over here. We put the manager in and we put the assistant right in after it. It, it, that's, it goes that's in tandem. That's a good point. Because it's, it's just plans that on, way. I mean, maybe 20% of the time is spent doing stuff that that manager shouldn't be spending time on. Yeah. So like we just this past year, we hired a new director um, for our sales department. And when we're like, okay, we're going to hire this new director. So we're going to add the director to the budget and we're going to add an EA and the EA will be two months after because the director will hire the EA, but so they're both going in tandem in, into our plan. They you must talk have about it. like looking at that list too and, and knowing every six months what I shouldn't be doing on your, on your list. I actually yeah. write a lot of my to do's that I have to do on a to do like a, I, uh, like my iPhone notes thing. Mm-hmm. And so that way I can cruise through it. How are you looking at that though? Cause you mentioned I spent too much time in email. It was, it, is it like an app that's measuring this stuff or is yeah, it a what's your favorite or what? Yeah, no, it's literally, a, a, it, it's, it's really a manual process that I go through. And so I will do, we have, it, it's kind of archaic to be honest. I mean, there's probably an app out there that can make this very sexy. Um, but for me, it's, I have like, uh, uh, we use like a, it's like a Google sheet that is basically a, a counter of time. There's apps out there, but I will literally sit down and log like at the end of my day, what did I spend time on? And I have all these categories mm-hmm. and I will just log my, my time in a day and then get a weekly sum and say, well, crap, I just spent 25% of my time doing you know, email and I'm on Slack and I'm you know doing administrative things or the opposite of that is I literally spent no time focused on anything that has anything to do with the future of this organization. I like spent no time thinking about the future. I spent no time on strategy. I spent not enough time reviewing results to know if we're getting the right result. you know, so it helps me sometimes recognize what I'm not spending enough time on because I marry it with the things. I think I should be spending my time on, you know, it's like, pull up your job description, pull up what you should be doing do your time study, put those things together. And like, do they equal? And then Mm -hmm. we have our leaders go through that same process. Most of the time you find out they do not match. And what you're spending your time on is not really where you think you should be spending your time on. And then usually the difference is where your VA comes in. You say, okay, I really need to get some of these things off my plate because I need to be doing more. Yeah. I think there's, you know, I, I think of like people tracking food, you know, like if yes. you want to get in shape, it's not about working out more. It's about tracking what you mm. eat, right? Like Bruce My has sugar. Down. Yeah. Sugar-free Bruce's sugar-free, you know, four days of the week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and, and so I think that's super interesting. I think it's also interesting. Like if you ever see accountants work or lawyers, mm-hmm. They're on the 15 minute interval, right? Like they are billing yes. everything and that's why they become so efficient. And I think we can take a, take a page out of that. Um, you know, when you do that study of your time, do you do it over the course of like a month, a week, every day? How, 
How habitual is that for you? Yeah, I, I take a week snapshot in time and I do it once a quarter about. Okay. Um, and usually, and there's, cause it's very seasonal. There are certain quarters in a year and, you know, most business, you get this Q4 is always bonkers. I mean, right. I mean, in any business, I don't know. Q4 is always bonkers. Everyone needs their shirts (laughs) now. (laughs) You have end of year and you have, you know, year end pushes and then you have planning for the following year, you know, annual planning for the year ahead. So Q4 is always crazy. So, so I take stock now so I can think through what my Q4 looks like. I've already adjusted my Q4 and re-delegated things now in the fall so that I can get ahead of myself and I don't wind up, you know, in a place I don't want to be in the middle of the holidays, you know, pressing towards the end of a year. So, um, but I do it, I do it quarterly and sometimes I'm on track and sometimes I'm just not. And sometimes you, and you mentioned this earlier, the gifting (laughs) of the VA changes the answer to that question. Sometimes, you know, sometimes your EA has a gifting in a certain area where you had you thought I would never delegate this, but they're like, wow, they're actually really good at that thing. So I should give it to them, even though I had never planned on it. Yep. So, um, I've had VAs who my, my v- last VA that I had was very technically gifted and she's a Salesforce certified and we use Salesforce as an organization. And so she, now she's working in the IT department, you know, running all of our Salesforce stuff. But so when I, when she worked for me, I, I was able to leverage her to pull unique reports for me. And I really leaned into her gifting. My, my VA today is very events gifting, meeting planning and, and stuff. So I use her heavy on all of our event planning, meeting planning, in-person planning, workshops. I mean, she really has become almost an events coordinator, if you will, to run and set every single meeting I have down from, you know, the catering to the travel, to the hotels, to the agendas, to the presentation prep, um, Hmm. all of it. So it, you know, you you could really use the lane that works best for the gifting of your virtual assistant. Yeah. Um, there's an app also, by the way, called rescuetime.com. I used to use it basically tracks for you on your phone and laptop, literally what you're doing. And it buckets it as far as productivity. Um, so you can see at a percentage over time. Yeah. It's like you were, uh, 78% productive today (laughs) um, or 15% productive, you know, and you can switch different apps to being like productive or not, but but it is super cool. Is that a Chrome um, extension, Bruce? Or yeah, so you install it on your computer, you install it on your your browser. I believe there's an iPhone app as well. So it, it's it, called Rescue Me. Rescue Time. I mean, rescue you, time. you could call rescue, it rescue Time. <laughs> like, uh, well, there's some other good time savers. Great Suspender was one that's pretty good. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the, that whole new iPhone like screen re- or screen time, I think it's called, is really good. Yeah. Like I put social apps on one hour a day. Uh, and then it's like, have you used, I'm sure people have seen it. It's like, you've used it for your allotted time. And it's like, do you want to use it for 15 more minutes or the whole, the rest of the day? Um, so many times you click 15 more minutes. Sidecar. My brother-in-law was telling us he does that and he gives the, he put a passcode on it and he gives it to his wife, my sister. And he's like, do not give me the code ever. Wow, and so sometimes I'll be like, I need, 15 more, I need 15 more minutes. I need 15 more minutes. I just have to use it for my teenage daughters on their Snapchat. You know, that's oh, where I'm at. Or TikTok. I have to limit their but, hours. They can be on but, TikTok. But I think you, ha- you <laughs> yeah. have to play these iterated games and set up these boundaries, whether it's a yes. VA, whether it's these apps, what are these rules to like kind of keep you in line. And that's totally, that's totally normal. That's There's totally one in Chrome called Just Focus. 
that I downloaded because <laughs> I find like when I'm waiting for something, it's like, okay, if something's loading, I'm waiting, I'll open a new tab and I'll go to Reddit or I'll go to, you know, some tech site or something. And it's a weird habit now. It's like, if I'm not doing something, it's like, you know, when you're standing in an elevator, you just pull out your phone and like, I have nothing to read on this. I have no messages. I just, it's this weird, uh, like behavior. We and, don't know um, how to be. It breaks that. Yes. You, yeah. you can't just like we, sit you can't still. can't just be. Yes. Um, okay. To get, to get back on this. So belay, <laughs> yeah. um, if, if, if shops want to use belay, what's that process look like? So like we sign up, you know, someone kind of reaches out. Um, it is a pretty cool sales process. So if anyone is, in, it's, it's really, really awesome. But Trisha, walk us through that process. Cause it's not just like, I need an assistant. I get one tomorrow. How does yeah, that work? It's, it's definitely a process because we want to do it right. And so we feel like if you, if, if you can have a quality experience, it, it takes time. And so you, you know, you come to us, you tell us, you want to find out more about what it means to have an assistant, what that looks like for you. We, pair you with a solutions consultant who will talk to you about your specific needs because everyone has a unique business and a u- unique position. Um, so when you join up with Belay and decide that that's the right answer for you, you're assigned, which you mentioned earlier, an account manager. We call them a client success consultant. And that is the person that will pair with you for your duration with Belay. So that is the person that you will deep dive in and go through discovery. So that takes time. We're really evaluating needs of you as a leader and the type of assistant you need and, and evaluating soft skills, honestly, like communication style. It's not just the hard skill set, like, can they do your calendar? It's like, what is the communication style? What is the work ethic? Are you a night person? Are you an evening person? Or, you know, how are you, you, what's more important to you? You want response, you want somebody who's super responsive, or you need somebody who's more detailed. Like, what are you looking for? Then we go into our placement process, which takes like three to five days um, because we're evaluating a pool of virtual assistants that are the right people. And we're actually talking to that assistant about you. And so, yeah, we're like totally sleuthing and talking about you behind your back. But um, we, we have a very thoughtful placement process. And so we usually have a bench of pre-qualified assistants that are sitting and ready and waiting for their clients so that they can then be matched with the right person. And so we already have the assistant on deck, whoever we're placing you with. It's just sorting through and figuring out which is the right one. At any given time right now, we have about 500 available virtual assistants so we can get pretty micro on what's the right one for you. It's not like there's three to choose from. There are hundreds Hmm. to choose from. Um, So we will go through a process of scaling that down to a top list of people we think fit you based on need and industry and skill set. And then we introduce you and say, okay, we found the one that we think is the right fit for you. And we go into kickoff, which is where we get on video and we meet with you as a new client. We introduce you to your new virtual assistant and your client success consultant is there with you through that process. We do the kickoff introduction. We get you guys set up for success. And then we stay alongside both the client and the contractor for the duration. And so we're helping support the client and checking in that everything's working well. And in the on the back end of things, we're checking in with your VA, your contractor, to make sure they have what they need to be successful. Do they need any guidance or coaching or counseling on how to do something for you? And we're resourcing the VA. So the, our VAs have access to a 
um, a portal where they all can connect with each other. So we have almost hmm. at this point, 1800 of them that lean into each other and say, Hey, my client needs this. How can you help? Hey, does anybody hmm. live in Austin? I'm looking for a restaurant. Hey, you know, they, they become their own resource pool and get answers from each other. And then we feed into them, you know, optional, just additional training on tools and, and things like that. We provide them webinars. So your VA is having an experience of their own because we want them to enjoy working here and have a great experience at Belay also. So um, that's gotcha. kind of how that goes. And just we stick with you for the duration. So best practices then, the last piece of the puzzle here on training your VA, what do you think there? Because I don't think I did the that's best great. job in the first time. Now that I have my packet and stuff, I think it's easier. But are there things that you can do to help make that process easier or, or what should you do for the first month or two? Yeah, I think the first thing is recognize that they do need to be trained because even though they might have the hard skill set or the experience, the way you work is unique to you. Mm -hmm. I think the best way to prepare for them, to your point, is by starting to document the things you're going to need them to do and, and get and document access to things. So we've created a document, which is probably what you're referring to, which is just kind of like, it's like the owner's manual. It's like the manual to a car, but it's for you. And right. so, you know, my VA calls it the guiding principles of Trisha. Um, so it's access and all of my preferences all listed on a document, but she has also put on there things you might want to know about me and how I work that would, that help you succeed. So if she was gone and somebody else came in, they could find things out like, I'm totally a morning person. I hit the ground running. You are going to get emails from me at, you know, in the morning because I'm already at it. I also am done by late afternoon, you know, so there will be things like that, preferences that are in there for me. Um, it also will talk through you know, my work style preferences, you know, really setting them up to success and know what to expect is like, I, I'm super responsive. I expect somebody who's working with me to also be super responsive, which means like, I want a, a nod from you within an hour. Some people that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter to them, but I have my own personal pet peeves like that. that align Actually, with me. I need, the, I need a nod. Yeah. The check mark or something that yep, acknowledges I got it. it. Like, I, yeah. it. I start yep. going to a deep hole of, did they get it? Or should, you know, yeah. I check so, red receipts. Yep. And some people don't care. They're like, oh, if I hear by the end of the day, I'm like, that's just not me. So, you know, so there's that. It's setting them up with success on all the things they need to know on paper. But then I think it's remembering that you're training this person as if you're going to train anybody new on your team. If you hire a new graphic designer, if you hire a new, who, whoever that is, this person has to learn the company. They have to learn the business. They have to learn what you do and how you like it. And it is highly likely um, they will mess things up a time or two. We all do. There's a lot of human error along the way. And so there's a lot of just being super intentional in the first 30 days train them. This is how I like it. Use looms, send videos, send screenshots. This is how I like everything to be done. And then it's just holding up an expectation like you would for any other team member. But I think if you think you're going to go in and on the first week, they're just going to know how you like your email done. It's not going to go right. Yeah. Yeah. We did do a lot of training <laughs> on the email of like, here's examples. And I put labels on what is, I don't like the important stuff and the rest of it. Here's how you'd handle this. Here's how you do this. And all, I think yes. once a week, we took 30 minutes just to go through. She brought up questions of what do you, how would you handle these? And then we're good. And it took a while to get through the different categories and types of emails. 
But I'll, yeah. I'll go out on a riff and say, if you're a shop owner and you're doing over, I don't know, 1.5 million, one to $1.5 million in revenue, you need a VA. Uh, like it's Doctor, you, lawyers, you mentioned that lawyers, CPAs, they all have them with one employee themselves. Yeah. By yeah. The way. So if you're a shop owner, and I mean, truly, if yeah. you are a solopreneur, right. And you can start before making that first big hire, you can make the VA hire and it's a really great stepping stone. And I think this is super applicable to, uh, everyone listening. It is a game changer. It has created so much like, like, leverage for us in our business at Campus Inc. Um, and I, uh, I can't stress enough how, how critical it has been, um, to it and, and using a service like Belay, right. Um, that's going to be able to help you and, um, and, and train them and, and, and onboard you as well as your VA, I think is very important as I've learned. So thank you. This is, this has been super cool. I'm sure this will be a really well listened to episode. Bruce? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Like therapy. I, I know you're super like busy therapy. too. So, yeah, oh, I gosh, feel like I no, never too busy to hang out with while. you guys. Yeah, never too busy to hang out with you guys. <laughs> and I, you know, would, would put money on this. Like, I would not, this organization and me in this role, we would not be where we were if I didn't know how to use a great assistant and have one, truly. I mean, it does really 10x your ability to be able to offload those things. I feel very passionately about the fact that I just would not be where I am today if I didn't have an awesome assistant. I couldn't agree more. It definitely allows me to work more focus on the things that matter the most. Bruce and I wouldn't get to see each other as much because our flights would just be <laughs> one way. Is the, yeah, we wouldn't be in as many trade no, shows. No hotels. <laughs> the wrong but flights. Different hotels. We have had a series of problems. Silly, over the past stuff. Couple, couple, yeah. This is Trisha Shortino. Thank you so much. You can check them out, belaysolutions.com. Trisha, you post a ton. Uh, you could find her on uh, LinkedIn. You guys got an awesome podcast. You, you guys post a lot of really cool content to help people as well. And that's how I found it. And that's how I found it super helpful. So thanks, Trisha. Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks for having me, guys. This is great. Uh, Thank all right. You. We'll see you guys at the next Printavo Printhouse podcast. I'm Bruce from Printavo. Miss Stephen Fair got a Campus Inc. We'll see you at Printhouse this year.